you know, it's not attractive to me that I'm I'm getting amped up about somebody and I'm not seeing a similar response. That's not attractive. <laughs> I don't want yeah. anyone to go crazy. I just want everybody to fucking act normal. No, <laughs> crazy. Come on. Just huh? Sit on a rocking chair and just die, okay? <laughs> the big hormone enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self-prez, woman filing, four or five, eight, trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-prez, sexual, nine with one, nine, seven, four, trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an eight wing seven, sexual self-prez, with eight, five, four, fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self-prez, social, three, wing four, with a If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe us on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. Uh, Today, we're uh, trying to just breach the topic, uh, get some traction within the topic of attraction. And, you know, just kind of like trying to get at the a little bit of ground in a huge topic of attraction just through the lens of instinct. Uh, how the three instinctuals uh, types, self-prez, sexual, and social, uh, relate to and express and understand sexual attraction. What gives you a boner? What gets you wet? All of that. <laughs> what what hits your back walls? Yeah, what hits your back walls? This is, this episode is all about what hits your back walls. What, what flicks the clit? <laughs> That one's not as bad. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the dangly thing in the back of the throat? What's that called? Uvula. <laughs> yeah, what gets your uvula? uvula? What, what, Robbie, yeah. what, what dangles what, your uvula? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. It hits that G spot. Oh, man. All right. Well, on that note. All right. <laughs> Great. I think that one thing that comes up quite a bit, and I felt that we had to do more work to clarify is just clear specifying what sexual display really is in terms of um because there's a lot of sexual blinds who look cool dress well and you know like trying to pinpoint like is sexual display this creativity uh, people are trying to like define it and then and then the fact that everybody has a libido and there's plenty of sexual last people that have stronger libidos than sexual first or whatever Absolutely. Well, yeah. Not everybody Dave, has a libido, you know, asexual. That's true too. Yeah. yeah and David wrote, um, you know, just reading what David said, uh, like, is there something we can do on the instincts, like pull apart libido from the sexual instinct and sociability versus the social instinct, separate love of food and other sensual appreciations from self prize. Yeah. Lust is not sexual. Separating intimacy and love from the sex dr- and the sex drive from sexual. Separating extroversion from social instinct. And then to your point, Emika, of like, like how we display, like what this, what, what that looks like and, and the different strategies through the lens. Like, like I can talk about the, uh, like anthropological view of human sexual display, but then there's like other kinds of display through the, the lens of these different stackings and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like self-presers that, you know, assume that it's, you know, sexually slash romantically attractive to have such and such kind of lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Like rap videos, you know, fucking look at my chain, look at my car, yeah, look at at the house I'm in. And from a self-press point point of view, like, I think I never fully understood, but, you know, you eventually hang hang out with self-pressed girls and just a guy who's able to buy stuff is is uh is sexy in a kind of way just and for some girls that that works it's assumed that if you've got money that being able to you know fly a girl out and put her up in a nice place is is the kind of stuff that's going to really turn her on and that that's a, a form of um it's a form of i guess self-pressed sexual display well, uh, 
what's well, sort of like like I think that there's we another way to put it might be like instinctual love languages, you know, yeah. like yeah, there you go. <laughs> like so, Nancy, like like so, I know, like I want to know what Nancy's uh, what what hits Nancy's back walls, but uh, <laughs> but uh, like don't ever say but, that again. Yes, <laughs> but I know, I love it. I know, I know. Oh, that, well. um, I'm gonna say that, that again. Like, some self oh, girls. Some self-prized girls that I know um, are like, you know, have been attracted to like competence and just like it's not necessarily wealth or money or anything, but it's like they they like a dude that is like skillful at certain things or like like you know like a homesteader type of dude. Or I have another friend who uh, she is with a very helpless uh, self-prized blind <laughs> dude that she can take care of. You know, so it's like. I think that there's like opening the range of uh, you know there's no one to oneness in this kind of stuff. It's like the, the the directions these sort of instinctual things can go really is across the map. Yeah, and then there's stuff that's different, different, just also that's separate, sort of from type and instinct. That's gender mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I think, yeah. I think the competency thing and even the money thing, even men having money or having power position just generically can is a you know a female whatever turn on or whatever the word is. yeah nancy you were gonna say something about the your what hits your back walls you were gonna do <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry nancy <laughs> i don't know why that term just <laughs> oh, just gross <laughs> Um, you, should not, you should not let me know what makes you uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> I regretted that right when it came out of my mouth. I was like, oh. um, <clears throat> Anyway. <laughs> um, I think, like, so it's a little different when it comes to, like, men and women for me. I think for men, <clears throat> it used to, when I was, like, very in in my, like, type structure and, like, you know, that kind of thing. Um I think power was what really uh, did it for me. Um, what do you mean by power? Yeah, what is power? So, like, um, like I guess. Is it a position? Is it the yeah, like a position a of power? Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, like, someone who's like uh, a director or a CEO or like leaders of countries, like you know, mm-hmm. like would be fantasies and that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I like, I always like, like my big fantasy would always be like fucking on their desk, you know, and then them going into a meeting, like that kind of shit. Hmm. Right. So it's actually sexual. I mean, it's not like just, I mean, it, like it actually turns you on. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So guys um, in suits. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that's really nice a, fitting Italian suits. That's gotta be a three thing. Three six thing. Social. And like, I don't think I'd ever like, you know, I don't think like in my head, I'm not like, oh, that's who I want to settle down with. But like, that's that's my fantasy. Like, that's what turns you on. mm -hmm. Yeah, give me some nice fitting suits and some fucking corporate company that's like on the thirty sixth story of a building or something. Um. Interesting. Yeah, but I think with women, it's mainly just confidence, like competency and confidence. Hmm. That to your point, David, uh, with the gender thing, especially with self-pres, uh, the male provider thing is pretty strong. And I've dated, I've dated uh, women that were pretty high earners and made a lot of money. And you know, so you would think that. Hey, if she's she's the one who makes money, it's fine, right? Like she can make money, and I don't have to make a lot of money. But it's just, you know, for for a lot of women, it's it's they they need they need even if she's making a fuck ton of money, she still wants she still wanted me to buy her stuff. Like just the mm-hmm. me like getting her stuff was something that uh, turned her on. Like me not making anywhere near as much as she did wasn't a turn on for her. And so I think there is something in the gender uh differences that there has to be some kind of power differential maybe it's not money but in something where the guy has uh i don't know yeah it feels like for a lot of women that's the case like there has to be some kind of way that she's looking up to him in some way and because like i'm 
beautiful baby like what else do you need you know, <laughs> you know right you it's like <laughs> i can dance i, I yeah. make jokes no, really as a sexual type that's kind of what you like, <laughs> like i've I'm invested so, so much of my energy in being an interesting human being like i make your life way much much more uh fucking energized and all this other stuff and you want me to do something as boring as making more money <laughs> it's like like there's a bunch of dudes that make more money. They're not like me. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they're not interesting. You can go meet a guy that makes more money, like, and be boring together. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. The competency <laughs> thing is interesting too, and and it also kind of maybe this is in the same category, but like women get turned on by like just seeing a man doing physical work. Mm-hmm. That whole thing of just seeing a guy outside whatever like chopping a, wood chopping wood <laughs> muscles straining sweating all that stuff push that wheelbarrow there you go <laughs> yep hey john is your friend uh felipe is he is that is that working out for him in terms of does his girlfriend care about that kind of stuff i don't know her specific preferences and stuff but i mean like, I know Philippe much better than I know her, but, you know, like, watching their videos and stuff like that, just on Instagram, she's, uh, she, she seems into it, you know, like, she's, she's, like, <laughs> they, they were, like, they got some, uh, furs that they taxidermied or whatever, um, yeah, you know, back from the, or they, they, some furs of some animals they killed from back from the taxidermist, and they were, like, you know, Philippe's taken out, he's, like, this, this is a beautiful beaver pelt or whatever, she's, like, Oh, it's gorgeous. You know, it's like she's, she's <laughs> from New Zealand. So she's just like, oh my God. Fuck. You know, like, I was like, I mean, that nice. shit is impressive, though. <laughs> like, it's working. It, I'll admit, I've been following his stories and I, I saw when he killed that thing and had to, you know, scrape all the fucking flesh off of it and then oh, he's send doing it awesome. in. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fucking impressive. So I'm, I mean, I would be impressed too if I had a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> That's, my uh as y'all know my ex is like super primitive skills and like super self-reliant and so it'd be interesting like she's uh she's so self-reliant like i like i don't know it'd be be interesting to get like you know a lot of different points of view of different types and stackings and what they find attractive and you know not only stackings but also different sexual orientations and things like that just to kind of get a, a wide net of whether like how much of attraction is rooted in stacking and how much is rooted in culture and how much is rooted in, you know, like gender, like, you know, speaking to gender, gender and all that kind of stuff and gender roles and those kind of things. seems like like it's hard to, for us to, (laughs) it's really hard to, to be comprehensive on this subject, you know, so many factors. I, for example, I think, the the one aspect of as social blinds that kind of comes out of left field f- for us, at least that I've noticed, is just um, you know starting a group and the sort of mm. status That's of being yeah. um, you know leading an enneagram group or just someone who knows what they're talking about in this field is is something that um, it's kind of like being you know the leader of a cult or like a pastor or some shit. That, that's to- a combo of social and that uh competence thing too you know kind mm-hmm. of yeah yeah just over the years of just like um the uh, obsessions that that sort of happen and you sort of like david i've seen like you know a lot the stalker girls that, <laughs> that you've that you've collected over the years um yeah. just like uh that's got to be some social i would i would assume just yeah yeah, it's it's that thing of um on the competency side, it's the thing of I think we've talked about it in another pod and John, your buddy Jordan Peterson talks about it as um Oh yeah, the dominance is hierarchy. is well <laughs> dominance hierarchy, but also the dominance hierarchy. Uh, <laughs> but also uh there's a thing of men that can face chaos and bring order to it. That's kind mm. of another way to say mm. competency. Right. So mm-hmm. like even in the space of, well, like the Enneagram itself is, you know, taking the chaos of the human psyche, which is fucking mess. Right. And strapping 
a symbol on it and and lining it into you know all of this codified order right and and being able to see in the darkness you know of the subconscious and all of these um you know subterranean structures so to speak it's like and 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 come up with this scaffolding or this skeleton of this symbol you know that kind of thing and having competency there to to hmm. bring the a bright light so to speak into that invisible space of the unconscious and all that kind of stuff i guess i hadn't looked at it that way in, in terms of how i'm using the enneagram as a sexual display of like yo look at these psychological skills that i've got where i can tell you where i know more about you than you know about yourself <laughs> yeah kind of well thing. yeah i mean part of so uh you know in in doing research for my book i studied a lot of like uh anthropological views of human sexual display and what that looks like and so uh you know it, Somebody listening to that might be like, well, that's manipulative. But when you dig deeper into like human sexual display, like our, um, so if you're watching a peacock extend its tail, right? And with what the peacock is doing to show, you know, is showing a peahen, uh, his gen genetic, his genome, like in the health of his status of his genome, because the healthier it is, the more intricate and ornate, ornate and beautiful his, his tail is. And so, with what the peahen is being attracted to or not is a readout of his genetic makeup, basically. And so um, Darwin, when he was, uh, you know, coming up with his his thoughts on evolution, was being driven insane by all the uh, excess and all the waste that animals seem to engage in and behavior and color and calls and stuff. And he's like, couldn't figure out what's going on. And so. Um, he realized that evolution not only has natural selection, which is the survival of the fittest that we're all familiar with, but it's also sexual selection and that animals adapt to each other's and compete for, you know, based on sexual attractiveness and sexual preferences. And so uh, from the point of view of natural selection, like being conservative makes the most sense for an organism. But from the point of view of sexual competition, the the excess and the um, mm -hmm. the wastefulness and the opulence is like actually is like what's attractive because it sort of suggests to um, you know opposite sex or whatever of the species like suggests that that the animal was fit and healthy enough to have developed something to excess you know like yeah. it, it it could clear the hurdle of surviving so well that it could just be excessive and wasteful so like a peacock's tail is bad from it from the point of view of survival it's heavy it doesn't make them very agile it makes them more uh, susceptible to predators but um having a really impressive tail signals to a peahen you know unconsciously or whatever but it signals like this is a very healthy vital dude and so human beings like yeah we care about each other's appearance and stuff like that but um our personalities are our sexual ornamentation and so right. You know, the, 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 the brain is the most sensitive organ that we have. And so when somebody has a shitty personality, um, part of what that sort of signals to us is that they're more or less their brain didn't quite develop in a way that we found yeah. attractive. And, and so like human talent, like talents of almost any kind, you can think of humor, poetry, yep. uh, music, art of all kind on one level can be reduced from just from this point of view to a sexual ornamentation. And so something like being intelligent and being able to articulate like, Oh, about yourself and get to, you know, being skillful about the Enneagram or something like that. That's, that's totally, that's, that's a sexual ornamentation, whether you know it or not. Like, and that's the yeah. thing is that human beings, generally speaking, for the most part, engage in all these activities and, and hobbies and interests and, and, and features of their personality without knowing that it without conscious knowledge that it's it, in some level that it is building a sexual display and that's yes. like just how it is it's not like a moral thing and to to uh a point i want to make anyone hearing that is that whether you're sexual first second or last um that you do have we do develop these talents and you're gonna relate to having certain talents that make you interesting it's just that I think for sexual types that 
there is just more there's psychological um identification with those talents it's unconscious that, where that's a good that's, way to put yeah that's a difference is you know you can be sexual blind and have a bunch of creative talents like maybe you're you're um in a band or you're an artist or you're a writer or you've got enneagram skills or psychological skills or you're funny but um the difference is like a sexual type is like sees sees that as them (laughs) whether they realize it or not like that this thing that i'm doing uh is that is where i'm invested and it's been really interesting that i've had some experiences with uh in like my two years of dating only sexual types that i've dated sexual types that were pretty conventional like you wouldn't you there wasn't like a lot of times we feature sexual types like prints who are in are artists and very much obviously in a field that requires sexual display it's totally frivolous creative but there are lots of sexual types most sexual types are just normal people you know that have nine to fives and you know do stuff to pay their bills and so it's really interesting to observe them to pinpoint what is sexual what is the sexual drive when when you know it's what someone is identified with and you know still living a normal life there are sexual types in our group there are moms that you know have jobs and you know responsibilities Mm -hmm. so you know they they don't make music all day or paint or whatever else so like what does it mean what is the sexual drive in someone who is relatively normal and conventional um i think once you can figure that out then you can you can see all right it's not this huge thing that uh some people like to idealize it's pretty normal uh, so to see it at work in a normal person, I think it's a great way to actually see what it is. Well, I think is- you hit on an even larger and more important point about all the instincts and stackings is that, yeah, you can you can have features. You, you will have features of all the instincts. Like, you know, obviously we're talking, we have some social instinct going on, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and we've cultivated ways of kind of being funny and interesting to each other. That's not a sexual display, but. Yeah, what what makes one of the things that makes a person a social type, a self-pressed type, or a sexual type is what features of the personality that serve those instinctual aims that you you take as part of your self-concept unconsciously. Mm-hmm. You know, so sexual type, as you're saying, Emika, will take on sexual display as like a principal def, you know, defining features of, of their identity. Whereas somebody who, you know, maybe has is is less sexual in their stacking. They won't necessarily take their personality to just basically be a sexual ornament, you know. Like they'll, they'll see their personality as, you know, a means of ensuring their survival or a, a way to to be connected to a larger world. You know, it's like it's not necessarily about what you have or what you're lacking, but how where it's featuring psychologically in your self concept. And it, and it's also another way of saying that is that um, we sort of give ourselves points in our you know unconsciously of how we're how well we're doing based on an instinctual lens and so for example um you look at something like a date everyone goes on dates regardless of what whether you're sexual first second or blind you go on dates but each of the stackings uh they're going to frame how well a, a date went or how it's going uh based on certain points internal points that you're giving yourself and so um, regardless of how conventional or unconventional someone is, for example, in, in my case, like sexual types will give a new attraction points in terms of how strong the chemistry is. Not everyone cares about chemistry, but there's a lot more sensitivity and a lot more, oh my God, around the, the, the degrees of the chemistry when you're a sexual type it's your self-image right it's yeah. like uh, you're identified with how much you're getting inside the other person and affecting yes. them yeah yeah and there's a level of I, I need to spill my sort of uh flavor you know whatever i am my my personality or whatever these talents and things are um that my i need to imprint that on the other person and I need to see how they respond to it. And there needs to be this flow of we're spilling into each other 
and I'm, I, you know, getting high off of that. And for, so for a sexual type, or that's the way they're going to be framing a date. And, but each of the stackings, I mean, everyone cares to some degree about these things, but the sensitivity to the, the how it's, you know, certain different ways of how uh, a situation is framed is, you know, what the different instincts, um, the different lenses they're putting on situations. And and maybe the degree you're tracking it, like to yes. see, is she getting into this kind of exactly. stuff? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nancy. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I just want to hear how some of this is landing with you. Um, Is it hitting at least the sidewalls? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, in a date situation... Uh, how what what's like the thing that that stands out to you that in terms of points that you're you know how are you framing how well something is going when it first starts from a self-press social you know point of view well that's hard as a three because it typically always goes well right <laughs> <laughs> everything i do goes well all i do really is win fucking, <laughs> it sounds terrible but it's like does so, i got this yeah it's like it's not so much whether they're into it because I, what does that mean it goes well what what is a oh oh a good date in your mind what how do you know it's going well um i mean like they're doing a lot of the talking lots of eye contact leaning in laughing smiling with teeth <laughs> you're doing that or they're doing that they're doing that Oh, okay. I mean, I'm mirroring to make them feel like it's going well, you know, but. <laughs> so wait, hold on. It's, it's more that you're making them feel that it's going well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What about so it's, you? It, what? What about you feeling like it's going well? <laughs> well, so it has to do a lot more with like how, if I like them. So it, I have to kind of get into like the am I changing for them? And if I'm not, I mean, I'm always going to change a little bit for a new person. Like it's just going to happen. But if I'm not changing as much or I'm not feeling as much pressure to like perform, then I know, oh, this might actually be like a good thing. Mm -hmm. So it has really nothing to do with how they're feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Because they always feel good. (laughs) (laughs) So it's landing for me, but it's a little different. <laughs> so, so one thing maybe to point out there is like um, being sexual blind, you're not as pursuing your own tastes, maybe. In, yeah, no. Right. I, I mean, I don't. I don't really have a specific taste. Which is that's insane, right there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I was trying to find like how do I respond to that without having yeah yeah people are like oh what's your type I'm like I don't really have a type I mean I have a type when it comes to women but I don't really have a type when it comes to men a type that responds well that's yeah exactly are you are you malleable great wow like that's she does not represent us she does not. <laughs> yeah, so all this shit about sexual, I'm like, yeah. I, I don't even know how to. Yeah, it's speechless. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, you know, that's I, kind as of how ass- I feel about you guys. <laughs> as a, an assertive type, there's a part of I feel like I have, and I feel like maybe all assertive types can um to, can relate to some degree, even as a sexual assertive type. There is a modality. It's like you know, let's say I'm looking for a hookup. You know, I think there's always going to be like, you know, I'm always looking for degrees of how I am attracted to someone. But there's a lot of times where I'm just like, yeah, this will do, you know, just like, (laughs) yeah, like there's this, this, well, maybe it's just because somebody like wants it, you know, and maybe they don't even want it that much. But it's like, I'm not even, I don't feel any one way or the other about this, but um, I'm just going to go with what's presented to me. And it's sort of like, you know, no strings attached, whatever. It's just like, um, maybe just like my five, fix or eight stuff where I have no connection to this person whatsoever and uh, just go with it. So, I mean, I, there's some level of 
uh, I don't want to use the word. Uh, um, no, not just like uh, objectifying with these sort of types where it's just like you're just going to get what you That's need. That's a good word. That's mm-hmm. a good word. Yeah. 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 Where it's just this person is a means to an end, I think. So I can I can relate to that. Yeah. The problem that obviously comes along with that is like, especially if you're like one of the more, you know, types that'll mold themselves to what other people want. People will get like swept away with you and you're just over here like swiping through. Oh, yeah. And you're just a hookup and they're like, I love you. And it's like, oh, (laughs) whoops. Well, I mean, so when you got with your boy. Uh, was it just that he was just so like, like you didn't have to, like, was a major draw that like you didn't have to adapt much, like that he just was into you for you? Well, I think with him, um, I think the the number one thing that stands out in my head is I was, <laughs> so he was the roommate of my ex. Um, oh, this was, is juicy hey, whoa, hey. So, Tell us story. There's, there's you know there was a couple months in between like there was never overlap so just really be clear and we did like <laughs> really? talk to my ex and they're like hey man like the, you know um we might need to get proof field. on that yeah <laughs> i mean you, you know i'm gonna edit this out so tell us what really happened <laughs> i mean he my ex doesn't listen to this so it doesn't matter um <laughs> no i mean really it's like i I you followed the law. She followed yes, the law. Yes, I followed the law. <laughs> but um I had just moved back to Richmond when I w- started dating my ex, but I originally wanted to date Brian. Mm. But Brian like wasn't even acting and I like I've told him this many times. I'm like you you didn't even register that I existed. Um so and my ex was like really into me, so I was like, "Oh, okay, sure." But what kind of made Brian more attractive to me is like this before I broke up with my ex, um, I was like having a panic, panic attack in his <laughs> kitchen and he was upstairs and uh, ignoring me because my panic attack stressed him out. And Brian came down and I was able to like have a, just a normal conversation with him and he calmed me down without even like knowing he did. And I was like, wow, that was really nice. That would be really nice if my boyfriend could do that. And then, like, you know, it never really registered. And then I broke up with my ex. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Go back to that. <laughs> yeah. And so ever since then, I vividly remember this one time. Brian was in the kitchen getting something out of the freezer. And I was like, hey. And he's like, hey. And then all of a sudden, I felt better. Wow. That's self-pres right there. Yeah. <laughs> he made me feel all warm and cozy inside. <laughs> That's self-pres. Well, I mean, it sounds like... uh he touched your heart, you know, by just being available to you in a specific way that you didn't recognize that your heart needed. And it kind of penetrated some of the threes, um, you know, shell or whatever. Yeah, it definitely did. And on our first date, <laughs> and he'll be the first to tell you this. I was like, when we were leaving our first date, and I'm usually so chill on first dates, I was like full body shaking and sweating. I was like wow. so nervous. Because you were vulnerable? Like, yeah, because I was like, I was vulnerable. I liked him so much. And I was like, oh, fuck. And he, and he, and he was like, mm. he's so hard to read because he's a fucking nine. So mm. he was just, you know, like, hey, like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Like, ah. <laughs> Nines are terrible that way. What I know. It's awful. What, what's your reaction? Me. Where yeah. is it? <laughs> There's, there is none. You rattle them and there's nothing inside. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's a good, um, that's interesting. Yeah. Self-pres lens on attraction. Mm. We don't have any socials on here. Yeah. David, what's, what's your, well, I already know, but, <laughs> uh, but like, what, what do you, how do you frame your, you know, how things are going, what, that things are going well or not well, you know, well, I early hear this. how good the sex is. That's how big the ass like, is. Yeah. <laughs> is she well, dick? We, how big she is. <laughs> Are we meat. talking a date or like what's a what's a scenario or I just you know all of it you know just it, it, how do you frame it in your mind that that you know it's going well in the beginning or uh, you know what's a good attraction get dirty man let's let's go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Total, total blankness here. Um, uh, I, I can get started for you. And then David just silent. It's the buns, like how, you know, the, the bun ratio has to be a certain. Dim titties. You know, no, he's not a titties guy. I already oh, he's know. he's an ass guy. He's an ass, he's, we're both ass guys, so. I mean, how close that explains is, the, a lot. is the ass scooching towards me? You know, or is it scooching <laughs> away? Um, no, um, let's see. God, I mean, it's too wide open of a question. I don't know where to go. Well, just Nancy just did it. Nancy just did it. Like, you know, how do you frame a new attraction? Like, how, what, what, um, yeah, like, what, what makes you feel like as a self pressed sexual makes you feel like, uh, this is going well well just um how much she's getting into me you know what i mean okay. just like uh and i don't know that can look different on a different woman you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah so just uh, the term the degrees of hunger i guess yeah i mean uh, and, well so like one thing i do <clears throat> a lot of is um and this is it's not particularly conscious, but I guess sometimes it's semi-conscious is, is a lot of, um, not giving them stuff. Right. So, and Nine playbook and then, and then seeing how much they're coming towards me. Right. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm being sort of abstract when I say that. Right. So I'm kind of, um, you know, like, like if it's a, it's a, if it's a woman who's like, just obviously objectively an attractive woman um they're used to like guys going really fast and and sort of giving 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 to, mm -hmm. to get responses and stuff so yeah. i make a point of doing none of that right and yeah. give like and, for example like what what's an example of you not giving let's see um like no touching well or no... yeah it could be some of that kind of stuff of like body language of some um you know sometimes i mean this is one modality i mean i've got a lot of tricks here but uh <laughs> <laughs> we got time we got time let's yeah. hear it <laughs> so but i mean with certain women yeah i mean this just kind of naturally just falls out is 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 that kind of style of um you know where they can't tell exactly and they're used to knowing and it's and they're used to it being really obvious so let's see how does that look um yeah i mean some of it's stuff like body language like like making a point of not necessarily you know facing directly you know with my whole body right yeah. or whatever like oh, i'm I like that i'm shit. Oh, yeah, like I, hilarious. like I could you, be, man. like I could be ready to, you know, walk the other way, so to speak. Right? <laughs> oh. This is some self-pressed sexual nine, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Game, game right yeah, here. Yeah, game playing right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, and then, but what happens usually, because I'm amazing at it, is that she does start to, <laughs> is she does start to come to me, right, and it, and it starts to, um, and it can start to drive some women kind of crazy that you're, you know, just being that way, <laughs> right, which is right. the whole point, right? So um, you want people to be crazy. So um, <laughs> it's no fun and, if they're not crazy. Yeah, and so um, yeah, so then I start to I start to give, and I start to give, and 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 then I'm, you know, I I I'm comfortable in that space. I mean, I'm in general, you know what I mean sexual instinct is middle for me and so it's kind of you know i can it's a play space for me and so you know just so as it starts to get more sort of um you know as she's given me enough and i decide to start giving back you know i can get juicy and teasing and touching and and uh, you know just i i can look into somebody's eyes without blinking i mean i'm not intentionally doing this but um it it happens that i you know will do that and and it can be can actually get to the almost reverse everything i've just said where it's unnerving right. to the woman 
right? Because mm -hmm. I'm just looking, it's like I'm looking into their soul because now, now I'm also, you know, kind of penetrating into what's, what's their psychology and their whole emotional style and current state and so forth. And, and then that's an interesting kind of squirming that goes on for the woman that's, um, you know, that has its own certain kind of sexual signature to it, right? And yeah. so just watching all of that happen. And sometimes it's like, you know, they're having the sense that nobody's ever looked that deeply into them because most guys probably don't do that, right? Mm -hmm. Just kind of kind of really Especially wanting if to they're really pretty right exactly um and it's and it's you know it's somewhat even if i were say somewhat threatened by their attractiveness um you know i'm it's not you're not going to see it on me right yeah and so that's part of it and that's part of the game part of it as well anyway that's a little bit of my spiel Hmm. I, I resonate with um, at least the beginning of what you're speaking to in terms of like, in if I was to frame the thing of like, if a date is going like a date is going well because you know like what 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 I'm responding to or whatever is like, if somebody is is respond like first of all my tastes tend to be very very specific, mm -hmm. but also if uh, if they're responding very like to my specific energy in a very specific way like it's all about like mm -hmm. specific 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 and. Um, one time, uh, my friend Julie that I teach with with New York Enneagram, uh, she was comparing, um, she said something along the lines that stuck out with me is something along the lines of, you know, social, uh, can play lots of notes on a, on a key. Whereas like sexual is playing the same note over and over again, like ding, 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 ding. Do you like it? Do you like it? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Do you like it? Do you like it? Do you like it? And it's mm -hmm. like, if someone likes that, then like that kind of, that, that sense of, Oh, they're into this. <laughs> like that's like, you know, that's a big uh, green light. You know. Yeah. But I'm much more like than much more like look at me than David. You know, <laughs> in terms of yeah, I'm like yeah, throwing yeah. it out there. Like I'm dancing. I'm making jokes. I'm trying to you know like uh, all kinds of shit. Yeah, I'm uh, part of it uh, is you know probing into their psychology in the conversation right and talking about that and so forth and kind of getting inside them that way right and so that that's often a new space for a lot of women coming from a man right yeah so that emotional intelligence or whatever um you know that's that's a maybe another competency thing or something that can be attractive yeah, I mean, I I I realized that, uh, you know, that I, I was using the enneagram just unconsciously, just as like, like the way that my personality operates and stuff. Like it was a way to to deeply connect with people, but also, yeah, it's like get underneath those those layers, you know, and mm -hmm. like to to attract, and not necessarily attract always like from a like I'm gonna get with them or not point of view, but just to to see if there's a, an energy or juice here, you know, like just to get the, get yeah. things out in the open and in the mix and stuff. Yeah. Penetrate it, boundaries or whatever. Mm -hmm. For me, it's a way to, it's a way to hold attention and it's mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, it's kind of like if, if I can hook you into the Enneagram, like I'm really into this thing and it's really deep. And if I can throw it out there and it hooks you, then now we can dive really deep and, before you know it, like we're off in a corner and this we're talking about like, you know, these deep psychological uh, parts of ourselves and all of a sudden becomes really intimate really quickly. And I think I, I re realized like, you know, I didn't see any gap between myself and the Enneagram because it, I'd just gotten so much into it that I'm, I'm just talking about something that I feel like it's part of my personality now. And um, eventually I'd started to realize how, my personality is just a mechanism to to test the waters in, in terms of chemistry with other people. Like, I just, um, yeah, I go around doing things consciously or unconsciously to, to provoke something. And every now and then, you know, like if somebody laughs or somebody like, it, you know, responds to it, it, and that's like an opening. And, you know, like maybe there's chemistry here. Maybe we have a thing. And mm -hmm. you you know, I, you know, for like a sexual A thing, you like, I throw something else out there, see how she responds to it. And maybe she throws it back at me. And before you know it, we have this sort of dynamic. She's laughing. 
um you know like we have a we have a we got a thing we got a vibe going and so like to me it feels really good where uh it, i feel like it's going well if uh, i'm i meet somebody and i'm just doing my thing whatever it is you know just fucking with things and people or saying uh, provocative things or whatever and and she's into it and she's throwing stuff back at me and like it becomes this sort of loop where we could be like the only two people in the room and uh it's like it's a then it becomes a it, it's a, it has this, a life of its own and it's got this its own energy and it's like yeah like it's, it's really cool whenever that happens it doesn't happen that often because it's, i i feel like i i have a very specific personality that's funny but like kind of like i don't know what's the word <laughs> evil <laughs> that's another piece too that that i do is is show that i'm evil and 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 i mean that's partly my sexual middle combined with like seven fix stuff is like just like i'm i'm somewhat of a flippant uh not give a fuck bad boy but i mean i'm but i'm but i'm obviously (laughs) but i'm obviously you know uh a nine right so it's right. not gonna be like right it's not but gonna it's, be too edgy it's, gonna be it's not gonna edgy. be well it's not gonna be like some big loud thing or whatever but it's just like <laughs> I'm, gonna take, I'm gonna take some liberties and say some stuff and uh you know whatever um whether it's sexual or just have a certain kind of banter let's say we're at a restaurant you know i'll i'll do some cheeky stuff with whoever's the waiter or the waitress right that's like yeah the kind of stuff that people don't usually say and and to throw things off a little bit right and for there to be some new different kind of response or or something that kind of thing yeah throw a wrench into it you know just yeah yeah I, i i do i do like doing that quite a bit and yeah it's a good way to like sort of change things up and see see who responds to it i think that is one of the bigger reasons why i've never dated seriously a sexual type because i can't (laughs) fucking handle that shit i can't handle it in public spaces like my number one like oh whenever i went on dates like and they make me cringe i'm like yep nope. (laughs) like yeah if you're with a sexual type you gotta handle some cringe (laughs) <laughs> uh, I hate I hate it. I'm like, man, like this waitress is so over you being a, being a shithead and I just want to smack you myself. So I'm just going to go because because obviously you need to live your best life and I'm just going to hold you back. You know, this is something we we mentioned is that um, the sort of maybe gender differences between sexual types, because, you know, men are generally the displayers and um you know, one thing I've noticed with the sexual types who are female in the group is, I mean, everyone's got their own sort of sexual display you know, in terms of the personality being a sexual display. But there's definitely a difference in the genders, whereas like, you know, John and I are definitely trying to get a lot more intention, attention that most women would, that who are sexual types would be expending expelling as as much energy trying to get so that i think that's that's um one difference i think i see in the way that the different genders express sexual with with me it's with spsx it's like i'm somewhat wanting that um that you know attention uh and going into that um attraction and chemistry and so forth but at the same time giving the impression that i could just walk away right where that's a difference that's a difference between like those two stackings maybe oh yeah yeah i I think when maybe like four maybe five six years ago when i maybe five years ago when i was uh still unsure about my instinct stacking because i wasn't sure the real difference between separate sexual experientially i didn't know what the difference is and then i met david and some other self-pressed sexual types and it was just like oh wow this is a whole different world like the the amount of self-contained enclosedness that self-pressed sexual is in terms of me my world and 
sort of like you might be interesting but like it's me <laughs> and my atmosphere <laughs> first of all uh it's a completely different vibe from yeah. sexual self-press because uh with with you know my personal or with my instinctual stacking there's just much more energetically spilling out there where um mm-hmm. yeah it, there's more like looking for constantly looking for another socket to plug into energy with um sexual types mm-hmm. that it, it energetically does not feel anywhere close to the same with uh, self-press sexual partly i mean one way to say it is i mean it's kind of what i said before is i want her to be going crazy about me but i'm not going to go crazy about her you're such an asshole no, yeah. right to that. <laughs> you're such an asshole yeah <laughs> David is a a cat in a human suit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he is. Yeah. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. But that's why you dig me. We didn't. (laughs) Mm, I'm starting to dig you less, David. So tread lightly. Which means she digs you more. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No means yes. I think, yeah, I, I think um, for me, it's more like a mutual sense of um, we're both going crazy for each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's what it, you know, it's not attractive to me that I'm I'm getting amped up about somebody and I'm not seeing a similar response. That's not attractive. <laughs> That's not we really t- I don't want we- anyone to go crazy. I just want everybody to fucking act normal. No, <laughs> crazy. Come on. Just no. Sit on a rocking chair and just die. Okay. <laughs> crazy Scott. We, 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 we haven't really talked about social type <laughs> at all. Oh yeah. At all. Um, you know, like I think that a lot of like, you know, social stuff can spill over easily into display and it kind of Oh, I yeah. see socials like kind of like often sexually displaying in a way that's like they have a certain plausible deniability that it's that they're flirting or whatever. You know, it's like they just sort of escalate like humor and mm-hmm. and um, you know being like a, like like just playfully flirty and provocative and things like that and and kind of going into like dipping into like like sexual territory and. Um, you know, sometimes their social skillfulness means they can actually like go pretty like overtly or clearly into the sexual zone and then go right back out. Like, like it's nothing, you know, it's like very fluid. Um, I would say also that a big thing that I noticed with social types is that uh, I feel like social types have the most game in terms of using their ability to uh, interact with people and connect with people where it's like the plausible deniability of I'm interested in you as a person and I want to get to know you. And Mm so, you know, when a girl, I've encountered some social type girls who, who are really smooth. And in the sense of, you know, let's say you meet someone at a party and they, you, you have a conversation and all of a sudden this person, you know, wants to exchange information and it feels like this person's interested in you and you're not sure if they're interested in you, and this is probably social self-press, you're not sure if they're interested in you, at least from my perspective, if they're just interested in you as a friend or if there's something more. But, uh, and that's part of it. It's like the plausible deniability of, you know, is this, uh, am I just, you know, trying to get to know you, hang out? Or the next thing you know, like you guys are hanging out and and uh, it seems like a friendly thing. And, and all of a sudden you're in a situation where things can get sexual. And I feel like um, social types can be really smooth because the they can the gap between like we're friends, we're connecting to this is a sexual situation, mm-hmm. and you know the friend to to lover kind of seduction is I feel like a, a social type strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I notice is that uh, you know like as sexual as a sexual type, I can. Um, invite and be totally comfortable with being objectified and it's like i'm if i'm not objectified i don't know if i'm somebody's into me in a certain way Mm, yeah um whereas like social types will really be interested you as a person 
and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll, you know, like there's like, like, like I, we're talking about sexual and specificity, but it's like specificity of energy. But then social types will be like specifically interested in you as a human being and a person. And it's like, uh, so somebody wants to, uh, consider me a, as an individual person, you know, like, like <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, then I'm not just a snack. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm a, a three dimensional human being to them. Like they're, they're yeah. interested in like yeah. knowing my opinions, you know, it's like, and asking um, about your family or all right just all... that's a big part yeah, like that your always... history you know yeah <laughs> it throws yeah. me for a loop because uh i think totally. it's specifically a sexual self-pres thing of i need to be objectified i feel like it's it's also true for sexual social types but a little bit less so because they've got social in play there um but it is it is definitely something that throws me for a loop with you know the social types that I've been involved with because there's an or even just social seconds that I've been involved with because even just with one night stands there's an element of wanting to get to know you in in terms of your background and uh like what you think about Which things is insane yeah it's just like <laughs> like really connecting but if it, it's like I feel like it's just like the assumption that they're you know you're supposed to do that Whereas with social blind, I'm just like, do you think I'm hot? Like, do you think I'm interesting? Are you into my yeah. vibe? Um, yeah. Do you want to fuck me? And that's it. And do you want to hang out with me? Um, whereas with social, there's the sense of, I want to know what you think about this. And I want to know where you're from. And I want to know, mm-hmm. um, I want to talk to you for a long time and, and contextualize yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's it kind of yeah it's it's a blind spot for me for me for sure it's like wow do you really give a fuck about me? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. On what David said, I mean, I'm social second, but there is a sense of like a part of uh, like getting to know someone where I like need to know their family background because I need mm-hmm. context because mm. I need to like frame them as a human. Yeah. Like I don't. If you didn't exist before I knew you, I don't know how to relate to you. And then, of course, my threeness kicks in. Mm. I'm like, who do I be? Oh, mm. Mm. you got to contextualize them. So I guess that's a good sort of note for me. People that I've been involved with who have social, if they're not trying to contextualize me, they're probably not interested. Well, not long. That's interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just assume as a social blind, because I'm 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 more interested in the energy that I have with someone and less about their. I I mean, not to say that I don't care, but it's not part of the frame. It's not part of the yeah. thing that tells me if it's going well. Like, it's more about um, do we whenever we hang out, are we generating drugs? Are we generating a high for each? You know, like yeah. is is <laughs> yeah. it like really? Is it like really intoxicating when I'm with this person? And I mean, I don't know. I don't care where you came from. <laughs> yeah. It's also it's also a good way to like for I I don't know if this is for all social types, but something for me, um, it's a good way for me to like judge how comfortable someone is with me. So like if they like, I always think it's like a great like honor to have someone like give me part of their uh past like in informationally um because then i'm like oh my gosh they trust me and they feel safe around me so if they don't give me that like for you know if if i'm dating a guy or seeing a guy and he hasn't at all talked about his family i'm like oh my god he's not at all into me and we're just we're just hooking up because oh talking about it if he cared about (laughs) me well i guess nancy it sounds like you're speaking to a certain reciprocity as a metric right like right uh Mm-hmm. Like I think a social uh, gauge of attraction would be the amount of willing reciprocity, maybe. Yeah, and finding and yeah. finding commonality in the backgrounds of each other, maybe. Sort of, so. but I think the reciprocity reciprocity is more important. Okay. Yeah, I I, I only somewhat care if it's similar. I mean. Mm-hmm. So someone's willingness to contextualize or be open about contextualizing themselves. Yeah. Is- like not, not right away, but like, right, yeah. right. That's so, interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> so, so like, do we get with self pres Like we covered like sexual, like sexual sort of looking for the signal, you know, for attraction for, for sexual types of 
and then we just did social, but did we really get it with self-pres, like what self-pres types or the self-pres instinct in everybody's kind of looking as a, as a, a attraction basis or something like, because I mean, I think a lot of self-pres is like being each other's atmosphere in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, I think even as a self-pres middle, um, there is a very sort of, um, the physical experience of being with someone and it's very crude in some in the sense of like how do our bodies fit together mm, like do i do thing. i like it's sort of like the the physical experience yeah. of someone like what is your voice what does their voice sound like did i like the, the sound mm. of their voice um how does their uh like when you kiss that person like you know the logistics of of mixing with this person um just yeah the the sensual experience how comfortable you feel being next to someone. And a lot of that's just like, you know, you know, just body to body stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something you relate to Nancy? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, there's, there's a lot that you can tell from like kissing someone. Oh yeah. If it, if you know, like it's not, not like the first kiss is not all that important because everyone's fucking nervous on first kiss and it doesn't matter. But like, you know, over time it's like, kissing how do our hands fit together does cuddling work like you know i've been with guys where like you're cuddling them and you're just like where does this go where do i put things like it's like Uh it just doesn't work but yeah just being in someone's atmosphere i think i don't know if i can put other words to it but that's Yes. I thought you were about to say being in somebody's ass. <laughs> well, you know, if they're okay with that, you know, you gotta, there's, there's preparation, you know, you gotta put a towel down. There's... <laughs> what do you got to say about that, David? Uh, it's not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean talking about, you're talking about the general thing about like atmosphere and self-pres and I was talking about both maybe just fucking around (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm trying to think um (laughs) I don't know one of those it's one of those things yeah I scatter on all directions is is, what about like consistency or any of that kind of stuff like 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 I feel like I don't know like in terms of showing up for each other Mm. or being like a solid partner in some way you know like i see like my parents are both heavy self-pres and i can see that in them of like there's a certain i guess maybe reliability or or something like Mm -hmm. that like for each other uh yeah there's that i mean (laughs) with other like spsx's it's showing up for each other sexually like we're gonna get this commodity taken care of that we both want to (laughs) fuck You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so that's, you know, self-prezzy, like this thing needs to happen with our bodies and we're going to do that. So, you know what I mean? It, today. And there's, well, no, I don't like <laughs> scheduling. That's not, it's not scheduling. It's, it's, but it's when we do get together, um, you know, if, if it's two self-prez sexuals and we're into each other, then that's kind of an important thing is that um is that we get that thing done (laughs) you know i mean i guess that's can be generic to anybody of any type or stacking but at the same time it's got a it's a certain there's a certain um kind of uh it's a certain style of or what am i trying to say spirit of intimacy that comes from that 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 feels homish homey ish yeah even though it's even though it's you know crude and so forth it feels like yeah i'm trying to get to the reliability concept around self-pres like you mentioned john it's it's kind of like a grounding in the body and the consummation of sex is i I noticed that with self-pres blinds um that they can the consummation the just getting in the body of doing the sex is less of a must do i mean everyone's got a libido everyone wants yeah. to fuck. but there's definitely something with um the stockings that have self-pres where it's like we got to do this like we gotta you know like versus sometimes with um um social sexual and sexual social that can just get high off of you know the connection staying up in the air and not That's necessarily true. landing in the body so to speak um right yeah. so like 
Right. So like if if she's saying whoever she is, whatever type she is, you know, or indicating in some way <clears throat> that it's not going to happen, that's suddenly like, oh, okay, this got actually serious that she's actually withdrawing that from me. I mean, again, anybody could of any stacking could have that kind of response, but it's like you're pulling a meal away from me that you just set in front of me by your presence and so this is like serious right now that you're not going to give me your body <laughs> so uh yeah interesting yeah 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 i mean as a sex self-press middle i i definitely um i mean the the sort of the the attraction dance has to land eventually like if i'm really into someone like the point is that it is going to land in the body at some point yeah so, like we're doing this dance and you're like all right cool that was that was a nice dance I'll, I'll uh see you later you know it's like oh well i guess it wasn't you know you weren't that into it you know the point of the dance is that yeah we're gonna fuck you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> If you don't, if you don't want to go there with me, and it's like, and part of it is also not necessarily doing it; it's just knowing that you want to. Like, I need to yeah, know true. that mm-hmm. you want yeah. to fuck me, yeah, uh, all the time. Yeah. And yeah, I don't need to fuck all the time, but I need you to want to fuck me all the time. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, we'll put, I, yeah, need, exactly. I need that to be front and center all the time. <laughs> so. I mean, we might fuck all the time for a couple of weeks just so I can know, like, oh, you're really about this life, but, you know, then we can relax. But I need to know that, um, you know, you want me that bad and I want you that bad. <laughs> <laughs>